Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. We return to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Managed print services to keep your printing costs down? Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A on Oilers Radio. 630 Chad. 133 in Edmonton. Oilers, the Montreal Canadiens tonight. Edmonton Oilers 19-7-1 in their last 27 games. Canadians about to start a stretch of 25 games in 43 days guy who knows all about about scheduling challenges and that sort of thing is the president and ceo of the american hockey league scott Housen, who of course had two stints as assistant gm at edmonton was also the general manager of the columbus blue jackets he's been on the show numerous times over the years and scott Housen is our Oilers now headliner today for wilhock beef jerky just might be the best you've ever tasted search for wilhock w-i-l-h-a-u-k today scott how are you I'm great, Bob. How are you? Oh, we're doing pretty good here in Edmonton right now, Scott. I got to tell you, it's uh, well. You know what? It's that's the first question I have for you. How uh, I, I know you you certainly must still be keeping an eye on the Oilers, but how different is it working for a league instead of specifically living and dying with the success of one team? Yeah, you live and die with the whole league now, and uh, it's really interesting. It takes a while to get used to it. Um, and there are times, you know, where I miss being in the competition for sure. And there's times when I certainly don't miss being in the competition. I remember how lousy you feel after you lose a hockey game. And, and, uh, I know that's no fun. So, uh, but I'm enjoying what I'm doing. It's, it's a big challenge. As you know, we've had a challenging year. Uh, everybody's had a challenging year and, and pro sports has been no different. You were heavily involved in drafting both Darnell Nurse and Leon Dreisettle. Uh Craig Matavish was the general manager at that time. Stu McGregor was the head amateur scout. You were the assistant GM. Are you surprised as to how good of players both Dreisettle and Nurse have become? Yeah, I am. I'm, I, I knew they were going to be really good NHL players, but they both reached a level that you, you know, you just can't count on or bank on. Uh, Leon has obviously reached it very early in his career, and uh, and, and you know, I think it, it's safe to say the Oilers have two of the top five or six offensive players in the game, and uh, and Darnell is just steady progression. I was always, I'm always ready to bet on character and hard work and determination and competitiveness. He's got the physical tools, too, and he's putting it all together now. It's, it's just great to see. All right. Uh, let's talk a bit about the HL this season. How many teams did you have when you sort of uh, took over from Dave Andrews with the job, and how many teams are currently playing right now, Scott? Yeah, we have 31 with 32 coming in. Uh, Seattle has a franchise in the American Hockey League. They won't activate it next year. In their first year, though, they'll activate it uh, 
two years from now in Palm Springs. We had 31, and uh, and we had 28 decide that they uh, were going to participate in the season, which was quite a high number, Bob. I wasn't expecting that, given that we, at the time, uh, there were only two or three markets that could have fans. So I think it just speaks volumes of the commitment of of our ownership group and, and the NHL partners and owners. Uh, as you know, we have a lot of NHL-owned teams in the in the American Hockey League, and, and it just showed the commitment that they didn't want to lose the season of development, and they were going to make sure we got one in. All right, so of the 28 teams that are playing, uh, how many of those teams are owned by the actual, like, I, you know, I'm, I'm pretty, is Hershey not owned by local ownership? They're not owned by the Washington Cat. Like, what's the, what's the split on that off the top of your head, you know? Yeah, there's well, we have 21, soon to be 22 NHL-owned teams, um, and and uh, this year we are, the, all 21 NHL-owned teams are playing, and okay. uh, and three of the uh, three of the independently-owned teams couldn't make it work, and uh, they decided that it wasn't uh, for various reasons. It's not just economic; it could be health and safety, it could be jurisdictional. It just didn't work. How challenging, speaking of jurisdiction, Scott Howes, the president and CEO of the American Hockey League, how challenging has the COVID situation been? You're dealing with two different countries and multiple different provinces and states. Yeah, it was a challenge. It was certainly a challenge to get up off the ground in Canada. The Canadian division, uh, Stockton, was moved into Calgary for the year. Um, the Canadian division started a week late just because we couldn't get the approvals on time. But uh, they are following NHL protocols to a T. That was the only way they could play. That's a vast uh, financial commitment on, on, on behalf of all uh, of the NHL-owned teams there. So um, it's a challenge, and uh, we, we've, we've managed to work through it. We've had to postpone slash cancel some games certainly more than i would have liked but it was to be expected and we've really we've really only had one team that's really had to you know take a long pause and uh, and and everybody's doing their best in in these times and following the rules and we've got our own ahl protocols we've got nhl protocols that some teams are using so um you know we're, we're pretty proud of where we are right now it, uh, utica's only played nine games is that the team that ran into trouble yes Okay, so that's Vancouver's farm team. Scott Housen. Scott, you mentioned, so the, the, the five Canadian teams, Laval, that's Montreal's team, Stockton, who are currently in Calgary, uh, the Marlies, who are in Toronto, uh, the Moose, who are in Winnipeg, and, uh, Belleville, and, uh, Mitch Panchuk is the mayor of Belleville. He's an old U of A guy, but they're not playing in Belleville. They're actually in Ottawa this year. Those teams, their, their players are getting tested every day, just like the NHL teams then? Every day, traveling the same way the NHL teams. Obviously, there's some bus travel between uh, uh, Montreal and Ottawa and Toronto, but uh, no, they're traveling, they're staying, their hotel, everything is uh, broadcast release, uh, arrangements are all NHL protocols. All right, uh, but and it is different in the states with with some of the divisions. Is that a fair assessment? That's fair. There's some teams that are following NHL protocols in the States, uh, but there are some teams that are not. They're following our NHL protocols, which has uh, a little bit less rigorous testing. And obviously the travel is different here, too. Um, and not as many uh, not as many uh, requirements on the travel. Yeah, absolutely. Scott Housen joining us right now. Henderson Silver Knights are leading the Pacific Division. Manny Viveros, you know him well. Uh, I played against him growing up. Uh, Tick Swift, current to the Memorial Cup, former Oilers assistant coach. It's uh, very. It's, it's funny with Vegas, eh? They they get their own firm team, and just like the Vegas Golden Knights, the Silver Knights are going pretty good. You got to be pretty happy with that expansion team right now. 
Yeah, that's. I think that's going to be one of the flagship uh, franchises of our league. Just like Vegas has become in the NHL, they're they're building a new facility in a place called Henderson, which is about a half hour from the downtown core, and uh, that'll be ready not next year, the year after. So they're playing in downtown Vegas now, and uh, they're going to be a smashing success. Uh, um, you know, they're going to fill their building every night, and it's going to be a real, real good feather in our hat in the AHL. Scott, the number one priority for the you mentioned all twenty one NHL or organizations committed to, to have te- their, their teams play this season uh, that own the teams it, the number one priority is still player development um, how, how are there different games per division for each of the uh, divisions in the American Hockey League different amount of games there are, there are there there's there's different games in 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 each division bob i should correct myself it's 20 i got ahead of myself because there's uh there's 20 nhl owned teams right now uh soon okay. to be 21 um, okay. um uh yes it, there's there's different there's different uh, games played by division. There's different games played within the division at times. Um, and that was just a function. We didn't want to force games on teams in, this, in, in these strange times. So everybody sort of collaborated and got what they wanted. And we, we formed our divisions. And uh, as a matter of fact, the Pacific Division, where the Bakersfield Condors team plays, uh, they, uh, they're, they're, they're playing the most games in that division. They wanted to play a lot of hockey this year. So they're playing, what, 40? Is that how many they're getting in? They were scheduled for forty. Yes, they're scheduled for forty. Okay, is there? Do you know? Have you guys discussed playoffs? Is that even an option right now? We're in the middle of, of discussing uh, postseason, and uh, we we, we uh, we're going division by division and seeing what the preferences are. See what we can work out, um, and uh, we've got the border issue, obviously, just like the NHL does. And I'm not sure when that's going to clear up. So um, we are working through that process right now. Has there been any discussion about changing uh, because you're a developmental league? Any thought process of changing? What do you got? You got five players that are considered pro veterans north of 310 games. That is amongst skaters. Does not include goaltenders. So, have there been any thoughts to to change that? Either less or hypothetically even more, uh, in an effort to you know change the, the dynamic? Are you guys pretty comfortable with having the, the five uh, vets and then the one transitional vet, which is I think like 260 games to 310? That's right. Um, uh, there's not no discussion about changing that. We do have, on a case by case basis this year, the ability to exceed that. Um, you know, and, and that was really a COVID uh, rule that uh, we didn't want teams having not being able to play because they were hit by COVID or injuries. They couldn't get players in, and you got healthy veterans sitting there. So uh, we uh, teams can come to come to the league and say and explain that to us and get permission to use uh, to exceed that limit. It hasn't happened yet, but a long term, there's no no discussion right now on changing that. Scott, if you, I don't know, you know, I still think fighting's an outlet for the game. I know at times that's, that Pacific Division had some guys that could really chuck him. Have you noticed, uh, I know in the NHL, fighting's gone up. Uh, TSN Darren Dreger reported about two weeks ago, it was up about 40%. Um, I think it's dropped here in about the last 10 days. Have you guys monitored that at all, just because you're playing the same team so often? Well, we're, we monitor it every year, yes, and there's no marked difference in, in our in our league right now. Uh, but I have, I must confess, I have seen. You know, we've got teams playing each other all the time, and 
and sort of, sort of seems lately there's been a little more animosity. So maybe it's something that's going to uh, trend up a little bit. But right now, there's no no major difference from what we've seen in the past. Now you're in the U.S. Uh, what, what are they over in terms of uh, vaccination? Are, are we talking? Are they north of 100 million people have been vaccinated in the United States right they now? Are. Yeah. Yeah, Could yeah, this? Here, do, you, yeah. do you envision, uh, regardless of how this season ends up, do you envision being back up and at them with fans by October next year? We do. Yes, we do. We're optimistic about that. Uh, I can't tell you it's going to be 100% in each building, but we're certainly uh, in all of our markets. Uh, you know, we've got uh, probably seven or eight markets right now that can have fans uh, to some degree, and uh, we certainly envision that it's going to be uh, on the positive side come October. I, I can't tell you it's going to be 100% in each jurisdiction, though. Yeah. And now, are you still in Columbus, or did you move to Mass? I'm in Massachusetts right now. We're transitioning uh, the move right now, and uh, but I've been here uh, for uh, on and off for about uh, the last six months. And it's gone okay for you? Oh, it's great. Yeah, no, it's good. It's a, it's a, it's a great place to be. And, you know, the, the season's been a challenge, so uh, nobody... Nobody envisioned uh, all of us having to go through this, and I'm, I'm proud of where we are and, and, and the collaboration we've had as a league, the help we've got from the NHL, and uh, we're just trying to get through the year and make sure everyone gets through it safely. And, and you know, Bob, the, uh, I always point out to people that last year, the only baseball that was played was at the major league level, and that was just 60 games. They lost a whole year of minor league development in baseball, and and, uh, and we didn't want to do that in hockey, and, and we're, we're, we're almost, we're halfway through our season, so it's not going to be a full season, but uh, at the very least, some of these players will have seen some development this year, and we're proud of that. Well, to me, like, uh, you know, uh, tonight it's Bakersfield's taking on San Jose, but when they were playing LA's farm team in Ontario, uh, the Kings had four first round draft choices at forward and three uh, second round. They had seven uh, top two round picks in their lineup up front against the Bakersfield Connors. So there's obviously a lot of skill. Each organization takes a slightly different path in that regard. And, uh, you know, when you got players like Byfield and Turcott, uh, Kupari down on the minors right now, it's got to be pretty exciting. So, Scott, we'll touch base yeah. down the road. Thank you for your time, okay? Thanks, Bob. Take care. You bet. That is Scott Hausen. He is the president and CEO of the American Hockey League, uh, has had Two stints with the Edmonton Oilers and assistant general manager's role was a part of the uh, selection process with Darnell Nurse and uh, Leon Drysettle. You heard Scott talk about the, uh, the character and the work ethic of Darnell. That's become a storyline. I got a ton of text to get to. And that's where we're going to go next. It's 147 in Edmonton. Uh, we'll get to this day in Oilers history as well. Do a little bit of uh, storytelling with some text coming up as well. This is Oilers Now. Hi, I'm Darnell Nurse from the Edmonton Oilers, and you're listening to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on 630 Chet. It's having a big time season, we know that. Welcome back, everybody. Bob Stoffer, Brendan Escott with you, 149 in Edmonton. Royal Pizza, pizza past and so much more. Edmonton owned an operator for over 50 years. For a menu and a list of their 13 Edmonton and area locations, go online at royalpizza.ca or download the Royal Pizza app from the App Store. The stop for recommendation is the Mediterranean chicken. I asked you, what's your take on the Calgary Flames right now? Are some of you happy that they're in a tough spot to make the playoffs? Or is it bad for the Battle of Alberta? Vic says, Bob, the Flames right now look like a team that's trying to learn a new system with players that don't want to learn it. Another texter comes in says, hey, Bob, 
Calgary, Montreal still have to play each other five times. I think whoever wins that series of games will win the last spot in the playoffs in the North. Doesn't matter who gets it. They can't beat the Oilers or Winnipeg or Toronto. That one comes to us from Mo. Uh, I don't know. Uh, don't know. Well, wait. In terms of, I think anybody can beat anybody. The, I'm, I, I, you know, I think Calgary's got a better chance to make it than Vancouver. I like Vancouver's long-term prognosis better just because of the three guys they have that are restricted free agents. Roger and Lloyd Minster says, Bob, diehard Flames fans here, and you nailed the Calgary organization. I'm with you. I want to see both organizations succeed. Too bad they both can't seem to succeed at the same time. Again, you can text us at 780-496-0063. B has texted the show to say, Bob, are you kidding me? The Flames are done with a capital D. Kachuk is overrated. Goodrow only comp- uh, cares about points. Monaghan is MIA. Giordano is too old. And Markstrom was a product of a great goalie coach in Vancouver. Uh, was that Ian Clark? Is that who his goalie coach was? The one thing I'd say, I mean, I thought Markstrom kind of vastly improved. I think Markstrom... Um, and Chris Tanev helped prop up Vancouver times defensively. Uh, no way, Bob. It's joyful when the Flames and the Leafs suck. <laughs> From Brian S. I can't read the rest of that, Brian S., but thank you for that. Geo says, Bob, I love seeing the Flames struggle. For competition, I'd like to see them better, but I can't stand the homers that cover that team. Oh, come on, man. They're they got lots of good media guys in Calgary. You can text us at 780-496-0063. Edmonton Quibb says, Part of me misses the days that Alberta was called Death Valley by hockey teams coming here on road trips. But this year, we have Kachuk making dives like last night and players picking up game pucks when the other goalie wins his first game. I think Calgary deserves everything they get right now. Again, you can text us at 780-496-00. I had a feeling that this topic uh, was... Uh, Ouch. Oh, man, this is harsh from Cold Laker, who's now in Moose Jaw. Bob, seeing the Flames miss the playoffs makes me as sad as seeing my ex-wife gain 20 pounds. <laughs> oh, man, come on. You want your exes to be happy and in a great relationship, man. Oh, wow, harsh city. Uh, Manny in Calgary gets the last word on this topic. He says, hello, I'm a diehard Oilers fan living in Calgary. Well, it gives me life. The Flames are losing so badly. As a citizen of this otherwise fine city, I want the Flames to be better. Calgary's had some rough years with the economy tanking. This place needs something to cheer them up just as long as the Flames don't do better, says uh, Oilers fan in Calgary. There you go. That's a sampling on the Ashley Fine Floors text line of what uh, you thought as the the predicament that the Flames are in right now. To this day in Oilers history for Dennis and Jason Liliberti and the team at New West Travel. On this date, 1979, Brendan Escott, what happened? The NHL announces the expansion of the league from 17 to 21 teams with the acquisition of four teams from the World Hockey Association. Hartford, Winnipeg, Quebec City, and Edmonton. Now the WHA's Oilers had just wrapped up their second full season under Glenn Sather, finishing their seventh and final Final WHA season atop the standings, but losing in the Avco Cup final 4-2 to Winnipeg. Also on the state in 1988, 
Brian Lawton, who will be on our show tomorrow, scored two goals for the Minnesota North Stars at Northlands Coliseum. Manny Viveros had an assist in that game for Minnesota. The problem was Wayne Gretzky and Yari Curry each had four points. The Oilers won 6-3. Had <laughs> to have a little bit of fun with that. Uh, coming up today on 6.30 Chad Afternoons with Jalen Nye, Alberta's pausing its use of the AstraZeneca COVID-19 vaccine for people under the age of 55 after reports of blood clots among a select few who received it in Alberta. What does this mean to Albertans' health? The vaccination schedule and public trust in government. The germ guy, Jason Tetro, joins Jalen and I to break it all down after the 2 o'clock news. Again, uh, we'll have the face-off show at 3.30. Myself, Reed Wilkins, Rob Brown, Cam Moon with the call tonight, Jack Michaels, cast of a 1,000, puck drop at 5, at five o'clock tomorrow. Four guests on the show. The aforementioned Brian Lawton from the NHL Network for our friends at the Mattress Superstore. David Staples from the Cult of Hockey. Bakersfield Condors head coach Jade Woodcroft. NHL insider John Shannon for legacy eating and cooling. Up next, a global news weather traffic update with Eileen Bell. Followed by the 630 Chat Afternoons of Jalen Nile. Rejoin you at 335 with Reed Wilkins. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.